No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special, and Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite Armoire looks. Looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, and point your toes west. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. If you're an introvert, minimalism might be for you. From more peace in your home to higher productivity, introverts can benefit from implementing a minimalist lifestyle. Join me today for a conversation with author Julie Vick about intentional practices for introverted personalities. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review on iTunes is the best way you can continue to help this podcast succeed and grow for others to find it and implement some of these minimalist tips in their own life. So I really appreciate you doing that if you haven't done so yet. As for my minimalist resource this week, you're actually going to hear about it again later in the episode because my guest shares it as her recommended resource. So the book is Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. This book really changed my perception of introverts. And I think oftentimes, especially in the society that we live in, we tend to celebrate people that are outgoing and extremely sociable. But this book really provided insight to the strength of introverts and just things that I maybe have overlooked. I think Gretchen Rubin summarizes it perfectly on the back of the book. It's an indispensable resource for anyone who wants to understand the gifts of the introverted half of the population. So the book is Quiet by Susan Cain. I'll put it in the show notes for you. I highly recommend it. All right, this is a shorter episode today with Julie, but I think she gives a little bit more perspective than I could give you on 
intentional practices we can put into place to benefit us if we are more introverted. So I hope this is helpful to you. Let's get to it. Julie, thanks so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Me too. This is something that we've never covered. We're going to be talking about what it's like to be an introvert. Minimalism can help us as introverted parents. So I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit, but before we get into this conversation, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself to the listeners. And as always, do you consider yourself to be a minimalist? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Julie Vick and I am a writer and I live in Colorado and I'm also a parent of two elementary aged kids. Um, so I've done writing a lot of humor and parenting writing for, for places like Parents and Washington Post and The New Yorker. And then most recently, I have a book out that is on the topic we're talking about today. Um, so it's called Babies Don't Make Small Talk. So why should I? The Introvert's Guide to Surviving Parenthood. And it's it's a mix of both like comic relief as well as tips for introverted parents. And it's focused on parents, like new parents. So pregnancy through preschool kind of age. And then, oh, am I a minimalist? Um, So I think that I am an aspiring minimalist. It really, it speaks to me to have less stuff and just be more intentional. And a lot of the sort of things that you talk about on your podcast, I'm always wanting to do more of, but I do find, especially the stuff aspect of it, really challenging with, with kids, with young kids. So I feel like I'm always trying to work on bettering that, but I'm a bit better at keeping a more streamlined like schedule and some of the other aspects of it, trying to be more intentional and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. I think that not everyone I know has a organized decluttered schedule, if you will, but their home is really well put together. So I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can do it all, which is right. We all know that at this point, but I will also say, I I felt like I was really harsh. I was at a mom's night the other day and Uh someone was like, Oh yeah, you you're into minimalism. Right. Cause Mm -hmm. I don't, I try not to talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I am into minimalism. And she's like, yeah, I just, I have too many kids and it just seems like it's not going to happen. And I just very directly said, if you want it to happen, it can happen. I mean, we are in control of our homes and I don't mean to be pushy or to be rude when I say that, because obviously Mm -hmm. there's still going to be challenges that present themselves. But I just do think that we can all get ourselves to a place where life is more manageable and you can't Mm -hmm. get your home to like a 15, 20 minute tidy if need be, if someone's going to stop by. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it is. I mean, I know you talk about this on the show, but just making that choice and then working toward it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to be perfect, but I think if we tell ourselves, oh, I just can't do that, then you are going to stay in that place. And it's with anything Mm -hmm. that you want to challenge yourself with, even running or eating healthier or being on time. So anyways, I'm tangenting too far from our topic. We are going to be talking about being an introvert. So my first question for you is maybe define what an introvert is just so we have the same idea of what we're working with here. And then how can minimalism maybe helpful for introverted parents? So yeah, I think it's confusing what an introvert is because there's different definitions. And then I think there's sort of like a cultural understanding, which is maybe different than the the official definition. But um, I think one common one is just about energy. So if you're introverted, you tend to get drained by social situations and overstimulating environments. And then if you're extroverted, you tend to draw energy from social situations and, and things like that. Um, and then ambiverts are kind of in the middle. So there is sort of like a, 
a middle one in there as well. I think culturally, sometimes it, introversion gets confused with shyness. So it's not the same thing because some extroverts are shy and some introverts are not shy. So it can be that you feel really like confident in public speaking or social situations and you don't feel like shy or anxious about those things, but you just get drained by them and you kind of have to like limit your amount of that sort of stimulation to feel your best, I guess. That's kind of the main differences. And I think in terms of minimalism, A, it's just helpful to understand sort of like what your personality is and what kind of makes you happy and makes you feel most comfortable. And I think a big one with introversion is just overstimulation. So there's actually some research that like dopamine is different for introverts and extroverts. So I think introverts are a little more sensitive to dopamine. So that plays into that overstimulation thing where too much of that kind of just makes you feel like worn out and you need sort of alone time to recharge. Whereas extroverts are maybe a little less sensitive. So they're a little more seeking of those, those things. So overstimulation can come in the form of different things for different people. For me, noise is definitely <laughs> one of the like really stimulating things. So just recognizing or when, like when I've come to recognize that being in like a really loud or certain environments or if my kids are getting really loud, then that's going to be more draining for me. And so trying to minimize, <laughs> choose situations where that's not as likely to happen when I can, just when you're figuring out what social engagements to do or not do or how much to put on your calendar or schedule. Cause I think being overscheduled is another sort of thing that definitely drains my energy. Yeah. And so just being like, intentional about what's going to be too much for you. And then I think physical clutter for some people is another one that just feels kind of leads to those feelings of everything's a little overwhelming or too much. And so people think of that stuff with minimalism as well. Yeah. And trying to set up your environment in a way that's going to make you feel the best and set you up for feeling better. I'd be curious to know if there was a survey of introverts compared to extroverts and what their homes were like, like yeah, if, if right. introverts tend to be more tidied because they, yeah, even you said noise, like there is noise of our things going on and yeah, but extra being extroverted, I feel like I can deal with a lot more, but I, but I would say for my home, I feel like I want to come home to something that is totally put together because I feel like I'm all crazy and wild out in the real world. And then when I'm coming home, it's like, this is where I want to be quiet. This is where I want solitude. So right. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think that for extroverts, it's not that you don't ever want to sure. you know, have some of those things, but yeah, that is interesting. It's like, maybe you seek that when you go out, but then you kind of like this um, refuge, but yeah, it would be interesting to know that. I don't know um, yeah, with if this. there are any correlations. I mean, maybe there isn't, but I just think it's curious. Yeah, it is interesting. Right. If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at takearecess.com minimalist. Every can of Recess boasts a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients and a calorie count of 25 or less. It's a guilt-free option for winding down during dry January. Again, whether it's the end of a demanding day, a dinner gathering, or simply a moment to unwind, these mocktails are the perfect choice. You won't miss the alcohol, and you certainly won't miss dealing with a hangover. 
Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with HomeThreads. HomeThreads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on home threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home threads, love where you live. All right. So what are struggles that introverted parents might have? Maybe give some examples from your own life and just some other things that come to mind. I think one thing I've realized, especially with parenting is just the scheduling thing and like having so many demands on your time, especially, you know, even with one kid, but (laughs) as you get multiple kids and things, figuring out what to say yes to and what to not say or what to say no to, you know, for me, if I have too much going on, if I have a really busy week, then I need to have like a less busy weekend to just balance it out to feel like I kind of recovered from the week. And so being aware of that, and what's gonna be too much for you. And just building in, I think even just day to day, you know, like with parenting, you have, you have so much going on, and you're on all day sometimes. And so trying to find spots to have quiet time or alone time, ideally, if you can, even if it's just, you know, in your car for for a little bit, or even if it's your kids doing something on their own, so you can have a little bit of space. So I think finding that and then I think other challenges, and I talk about some of these in the book, but interruptions, (laughs) introverts tend to want to be able to focus on something. And it's, it's, you know, you want to have sort of quiet focus time. And I think that's difficult to do with kids, you're always multitasking and um, trying to do multiple things at once. But I know that interruptions definitely frustrate me or make it harder for me to focus on things. So as a parent, I try, it's not always possible, as I'm sure you know, you often have to be doing multiple things, but I try to be more focused on if I need to focus on a work thing, do that and then make sure my kids are listening to an audiobook or doing something else so that they are more entertained by something other than me. And then when I'm with them, I'm trying to focus on them so it's not splitting my time as much. I am, especially when I was younger, I was a little more shy and I definitely have that like awkward, anxious and social situations thing, mm-hmm. which again, it's not all introverts, but I think I, in the book, I talk about some of those things as well. So just socializing when you become a parent, all of a sudden there's all these new sort of social situations that you have to navigate and figure out like what you want to be a part of. And then you're going to school events or daycare situations or different things like this. So how to navigate those sort of new experiences, plus with your kid Mm -hmm. and their personality and what's going to work for them versus you. I think those can all be sort of challenges. As we're talking about these differences between people, I wonder if anyone really does enjoy small talk. I'm thinking about the preschool drop up and pick up and just how you're all there, but you don't really know each other unless you've really sought out those relationships, which most people don't. Yeah. (laughs) Does anyone really like this? I know. No, I think you're right. So there's this book called, sorry, I'm late. I didn't want to come. And I've heard of that. Have you heard of it? So she's an introvert, but she tries to like 
for a year, she tries to sort of push herself <laughs> into doing some more extroverted things. But some of the research in that is, yeah, nobody really likes small talk, like surface level conversation that people, I think both introverts and extroverts would rather have more meaningful conversations, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she, she like talks to an expert and he's, I think he calls it like deep talk or something like that. So like where you're trying to go deeper, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, is yeah. Like, which is hard with people you don't know, right? Like just to ask something beyond a surface level thing. But yeah, yeah I think you're right. I think most people don't love small talk or those sorts of things. I'm the kind of person that someone will be like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm not good. I had a fight with yeah. my husband. <laughs> yeah. I'll like start going into it. And they're like, I just really was just trying to <laughs> yeah, I have just something like to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But then like, I think there's other people who might like appreciate that might open up an opportunity, yeah. right? Because you're like, I'm, I appreciate that. I'm not doing great either. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's hard to navigate. Yeah. All right. Well, what what strategies have you found that have been beneficial to you in managing these types of struggles? Yeah. So um, I mentioned this one, but I try to like be aware of multitasking. I think it doesn't go well for me. So you can't always do that. Sometimes you just have to be doing two things at once with, with parenting, but trying to like divide my time a little bit more. And I said this, but like audiobooks are really big for me with kids. Like even when my kids were younger, I just feel like they found something that they could get interested in and would listen to then not give me some space. And sometimes it depends how old your kids are, but my kids are elementary age. So you know, sometimes just like removing myself a little bit from the room, I feel an interruption. So if they can't see me, <laughs> they, they can maybe get their own snack, which they're capable of doing instead of just like asking me for it being nearby, but sort of like out of their line of sight. And then like the noise thing, I think sometimes headphones, either for them, if they're doing something or for me to just kind of like cut down on the noise is, is something that has helped me as well. It's funny. There's, I haven't tried these yet, but I've heard there are also these noise lessening headphones. Have you ever heard of those that like bring the noise level down a little bit, which I'm curious to try, but I haven't tried them. Yeah. Uh, is I don't know. Or I think I'm thinking of noise canceling headphones, not yeah, noise. So there's level. noise canceling, but there's these other ones that are actually just reduce the noise. So they don't completely okay. take it out. I guess dull it a little bit. I don't know. Um, so I've heard other people who are kind of sensitive to noise and stuff have found those useful. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just getting older, but I definitely do not have as much of a tolerance for loud noise as I once did. It's grating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same. It's funny too, because I've thought about that even, I mean, I haven't been going to restaurants that much in the pandemic, yeah. but loud restaurants anymore. I'm just like, I can't hear what people are saying. And yeah. are they always this loud? I don't know. Maybe there is something to getting older too. Well, my husband just gave our kids a lesson last weekend on volume control because our one, one oh, son just good. is so loud in everything that he says. And sometimes I have to catch myself. I'll speak. And maybe it's more so at restaurants where it is loud and you're trying to speak over, but then you yeah. keep getting that high volume. So right. anyways, he just talks super loud whenever he's trying to tell a story. So my husband's like, okay, a one or two, let me show you what that is oh, okay. so he's like, in the home. He's like, we're typically going to be around a three or four yeah. and then he's like, at the playground we're at a seven. And so right. he showed them what that was like. And for the seven, he made them go on the front porch, really be loud. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Just I love that. give them an idea of what that actually looks like. And it, I mean, it's been really helpful to us the last couple of weeks of having them recognize this does affect all of us when right. it's chaotic in here. No yeah. one wants to live in that kind of circumstance, regardless of if you're an introvert or extrovert. So it's right. Really for helpful. sure. I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. That's smart. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to say to encourage uh, moms that are fellow introverts? Again, I can't fully relate to some of the stuff you're saying. Yeah. No, I I think it's helpful whether you're introvert or extrovert, but to really just like what your personality is and that it's not going to, you're not always going to be able to do or want to do the same things as everyone else. So I think recognizing that it's just a different personality trait and you might not be signing up for all the things that other people are. I think with parenting, sometimes I get into the sleep of like, well, everyone else is doing this, so I should too. But whatever it is that you know is going to be a good fit for you and your family, you don't need to do it all. And I think, you know, that fits in with minimalism too, is just like, what are your values for your family? What are the few things that you want to focus on? And then kind of trying to cut out the other noise and and, and not worry about what other people are doing because it just might not be a good fit for you. Absolutely. I do have one random last question. Have you ever felt like you've wished you weren't introverted? Have you ever wanted to be something that you're not in that way? Yeah, like definitely. So I think, um, especially growing up, I don't, I don't think growing up, I really knew what an introvert was. I feel like it wasn't until probably maybe my twenties or something that I understood it. I probably had heard the term, but I don't think I really Mm -hmm. understood what it was. But I definitely got labeled quiet and shy. And often if you're more introverted and you don't want to go out as much or whatever, I, people are kind of trying to get you to <laughs> do more things that you want to do. Yeah. So I think before I had a better understanding of what it was, I definitely was, oh, you know, things would be easier if I, you know, felt mm-hmm. it was easier to go out and do all these things and it wasn't draining. So yeah, I definitely have at time. It probably makes it really hard because when you feel like, you're setting boundaries. You just feel like you're doing something healthy for yourself, but then you feel pressure because others, like you said, have these expectations for you. So until you like fully understand yourself and what it is that you want. Yeah. That could be really hard for the transitioning twenties and teenage years. Cause I mean, yeah, Yeah. you don't have words necessarily for that in your teenage years. People just deem you as one thing. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I just feel, I don't know, especially in the U S there is sort of this, it, sometimes I think it feels like it's sort of more an ex- set up for extroverted thing, yeah. you know, certain things are, yeah, and so yeah. like it seems easier. Although I think, I feel like that sort of changed because I think there's been more understanding of mm-hmm. different personality types and introversion. Yeah. Especially as I've gotten older. And then I think that's one good thing about getting older is sort of like, well, whatever, <laughs> you're less, less concerned about what everyone else thinks we should be doing sometimes. Is your husband an introvert? He is. He okay. is. So I think it would be, which it's, it's fun. It's interesting because I think there's probably like good and bad sides, right? Yeah. <laughs> in yeah, some yeah. ways he was extroverted than that, then he could do some of the stuff that I don't love doing. But on the upside, I think we sort of understand each other better. So good and bad. Yeah. For options. sure. Yeah. Curious. Well, all right. Where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you or grab a copy of your book? Yeah, sure. So probably the easiest place is just my website, which is julievick.com. It's J-U-L-I-E-V-I-C-K. And I have a monthly newsletter you can sign up for there. And I also have links to social media. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter. So you can follow me on those. And then the book is available wherever books are sold. You can get signed copies. There's links to where to get signed copies through my website, but you can get it at any book selling location. Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up, I'm going to ask you the two questions that I ask everyone. And the first one is, what is a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? Sure. So I think for introverts, especially, there is a book that is really helpful in explaining it. And it's called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. 
And so she has both a book, which is great. And she also has a TED talk that you can watch, you know, just if um, you want to get a <laughs> quicker overview, but it sort of talks about what introversion is, misconceptions and strengths and things like that. So I think that's a great resource if you're wondering about it. And if you are an introvert or not, that can be helpful. Absolutely. I think my husband, I feel like he had that, that his students were reading. I saw several copies of that in our home. So that would make the most sense. Yeah, that would make sense. It's probably helpful. Yeah. For students to understand that too, how they, if they are, aren't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Last question for you. What is something that you can't stop talking about? Yeah. So recently I've been (laughs) into these Italian cherries. They're called Amarena cherries. I don't know if you've ever had them before. They're sort of like a black cherry. They're almost like a fancy, they're kind of a fancier maraschino cherry. So they come in like a jar that's in syrup and stuff, but you could like put one in a drink or dessert or something like that. So I recently discovered them and I've been into them. Are these the cherries that you would put in I think an old fashioned. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I had had them out at, you know, ordering a cocktail out somewhere before and not realized what they were. And then I found them in the grocery store. I was like, oh yeah, they're like the darker. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, I might have to check this out. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Julie, thanks so much for talking to us about introversion and sharing some tips that you have and strategies. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. What did you think of the episode? As I said, I am not an introvert, but I think that anyone can implement a minimalist lifestyle and introverts fall under the umbrella of everyone. From what I know of my introverted friends, creating that sanctuary at home is of utmost importance. And as an extrovert, as I said, I recharge at home. And so for someone that's energy is drained by being out in public or just around too many people, I think this should absolutely be prioritized. So I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons that I would encourage someone that's introverted to pursue a life with less. And lastly, Julie says this in the episode, but for introverts, sometimes it is difficult to say no. Minimalism allows introverts to put most of their time and effort into the people that they truly love and connect with on a deep level. Minimalism will give you the time to do so. Why would you invest your energy in people that drain you when you only have so much of it to begin with? So if you know of someone that's an introvert that could benefit from this episode, please share it with them. My entire goal of this podcast is to help you live with more intention, to live a simpler, slower lifestyle. I always say it's not just about decluttering your home, even though, like I said, this is very important, but it's about decluttering the things in your life that are superfluous, that are not necessary. I hope that this episode was beneficial to those of you that are more introverted and can use some of these practices that maybe you hadn't already considered. So what are your thoughts? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 